This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas. That would be Ninja Jacob is producing, working today, getting it done in the locker room here. And, of course, one of the highlights, if you call it a – it's an individual highlight, an individual achievement. But one of the things we do want to highlight is the fact that Najee Harris uh, broke Lev Bell's rookie record of total scrimmage yards with 1,259 scrimmage yards set back in 2013, Lev Bell's rookie year, and he did it with 860 yards rushing, 399 receiving. Well, Najee has now uh, gained 1,263 scrimmage yards and 873 rushing with 390 receiving. We still have four games to go, which, of course, Lev did it in 16 games, but so that would make it he's still got three games to go. But, you know, the thing about Najee, the kid's just been a worker. He's been a workhorse all year long. You cannot, I, I, in my, I cannot fault him for anything other than the fact that occasionally he picks up the wrong guy in the blitz. Okay, you're going to have that. Yeah. And he doesn't make the cuts where he needs to make the cuts at times. You know, there were some holes. Dalvin Cook ran through some bus-wide holes. You know what I mean? Some of those were just so big, it was unbelievable. Uh, at the same time, Najee, at times he will run to the outside, even when you see as you're running that outside zone, it's, the indicator should be a cutback. You know, so the point being is he's still learning. Uh, this kid is going to be a great pro. I have no doubts about that. But certainly, you know, kudos to him breaking Lev Bell's uh, combination scrimmage yard record as a rookie because that says something. Lev Bell was at, at the point in time in his career before he left. That, that guy, to me, was on track for a Hall of Fame career. And, of course, it got dismantled. But Najee is a guy that uh, I think could even have bigger uh, bigger gains than, than what uh, Lev brought us. Well, absolutely. And you look at it, I mean, 297 touches already this year at this point. Um, not a fumble. He's very sure-handed. Ooh, 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 uh, wait a minute. Knock on wood. Okay, the closest not, thing oh, is sorry, my head. Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah. I, f- I, f- I found a chair leg. I found a chair leg. <laughs> so I, my, my head served as, as mine. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, but I'm just saying, it's just that that, that that's what you, you, you hate that you're kind of wasting that year because we all know the life of a running back. Right. Um, no, 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 the career span. <laughs> Let's go with career span. I'll tell you okay, why. Here, here, here's okay, why. Here's, here's why. All right, when I was – my first time I went to a retired players convention at the end of my career, right, a year or two after I retired, I went net. So we're in a meeting, and the guy comes back with uh, – there was a study at one point about offensive linemen and, and the lifespan, you know, was down. Oh, and, man, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. And, and the guy said, wait, are we talking career span or lifespan? It was like, no, career sp- – oh, good, good, okay. <laughs> you know? yeah. like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. So yes. Okay, I, I apologize. Yes, yes, that 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 was a slip on my part. Career spin, the career yes life of Co- a running yes, back. Yes, the career lifespan. Got it. Because technically, after the running back, he's still Najee. Yeah, the man. Yeah. So we're talking about the running back as a tool. There you go. Um, you know, you 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 hate to see those opportunities wasted where you could have such a gifted young man. Um, using his skill set. I mean, and he's fighting for every everything he's getting. You know, like you said, when you don't 
hit the whole you still got to get positive yardage. I mean, that that's just, okay, take everybody on my back. I mean, at one point, what do you have, two guys on his back on one play? I mean, trying to take – he doesn't go down on first contact. No, no. And, and yes, would you like it to be easier? Would you like it to have a, a scot-free hole like Dalvin Cook had? Absolutely. Yep. But – what we have, and with and with the the youth of this line, you're you're not getting that. I mean, when you look across on the other side, I mean, you had a lot of veterans on that Minnesota offensive line. Granted, good, bad, or indifferent, however you want to look at them. They, I mean, they were still veterans. They'd seen some things, yes. <laughs> uh, you know, in their career, and they knew what to do. Um, but ours are still learning on the job. You know, you hate to say, listen, but youth is youth. That is youth. Um, you know, you can't speed up or accelerate this. We don't have the brown paper bag. Like we talked about throwing Chase Claypool's brain in there and maturing it. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can't throw the offensive line and and that'd be a really big brown paper bag too. Um, but you can't put them in there as well and mature them instantly. It takes time. It takes plays. It takes snaps. It takes seeing some things before they get that experience. And now we know that if, if they see double barrel a gap from here on out, You've seen it before. It's not brand new. <laughs> you right. now have requisite experience and knowledge to go pull upon to say, man, I remember that Minnesota 2021 season, that double A gap. We had a bear of a time. You know, and here's the thing. I remember when we were in Philly, and it was the second game of the season, and Philly was doing this exotic blitz, right? It was almost like um, – I'm trying to describe it in your terms, Wolf. Um, <laughs> well, no, 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 because because it's it it's what Levy Smith really made um, popular, and it was the, it was where the, you know the Mike kind of walks up to the line of scrimmage, and then he just bails out, right? And it fi- and they fire off the edge. I'm trying to think yeah. about that. I forgot. Well, what you draw the, the whole thing is to draw the squeeze. Yeah, yeah, you're trying to draw the squeeze. So that that's what and and that's what the Tampa Bay Bucks did for years. Tampa two. Tampa 2. Oh, with the Tampa 2, I yes, had to think, yes. I had to think about it. I didn't Tampa know you were two. talking pass coverage there with the, the linebacker well, well, running well, pa- deep. Well, yeah. Well, pa- 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 it was pass and, and blitz coverage. Right. Right? Because the Tampa 2 is to draw you in and then suck you up so that you can get fire off the edge. Yes. So, you know, it's like when we hadn't seen that before. And, and we got a weird version of that in Philly, and Philly got like five sacks on us. Mm-hmm. So, it happens. It happens to the best of us. But at the same time, it's like at some point, you know, you have to say, I'm not going to allow this to happen anymore. We did. We did. But, yeah, you're going to have those bugaboo games. But you can't have multiple bugaboo games. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You can have one, but you can't You're going to have, have one every weeks. blue moon. You can, yeah, you, you can yeah. have a blue moon. Okay? <laughs> yeah. One that doesn't happen very often. But exactly. when you start to have uh, some cram up in the same month, you know, of the season – you know, where within a month of each other, you're, you're getting the same. Then you're starting to see some things that uh, you've got to make. You've got to make it a, a change. You know what I mean? That's part yeah. and parcel. I don't agree with. Um, there's some people that are now talking about Kendrick Green and this net. Look, <laughs> there's that is a load of problems when you've got a Michael Pierce sitting on your nose. You're trying to snap the ball, get the communication out, and ear. In, in, in decibel splitting level, ear levels there, uh, and communicate that. That's a lot of challenge for a veteran center, much less a young kid like that who hasn't had all that many games. Uh, to me, I think, again, I go back to 
I would I would shorten up the 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 amount of times I go shotgun. Ben can still get back and throw the ball. You know, you get under center yeah. more. That gives you know. Here's the thing about there's a kin- kinesthetic feel when the quarterback is under center and you snap the ball as a center and you know you've got that thwack. You know, I mean, you smack that ball into his hands and it's able to help you to fire off faster. And the quarterback follows the center. You know, I mean, he takes that step with him, so you don't have a missed snap. And you can fire off the ball with a lot more strength and power. I think they could help him out by letting him snap under center more often than just the shotgun. Yeah, I mean, it it, it helps. But, I mean, but we also know that in this day and age, in college, they're not going under center. You know, I mean, that's the other thing, is that you have so much shotgun, so much spread – in the college game because that scores more points in the college football playoff era. It's all about points. It's the look test. you got to look good enough to be one of the four. And a lot of teams, a lot of teams are going to that. And you're just like, man, you know, you don't have a lot of the Iowa's right. The Michigan's that are going to give you a lot of under center because even Ohio state, they're, they're more shotgun than they are under. center. So that's the other tough thing is, is that, you're fighting what they're learning the last four years in college to get to this point where they're draft eligible and they have all these intangibles. And you're like, just take it under center. You know, remember the whole big thing with Baker Mayfield? Yeah. He'd never taken a snap. Kyler Murray, both these guys won the Heisman. And now you're like, you get to the league, like, hey, you got to take the ball from under center. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, I became the, shiz- the, the shizzle because <laughs> – I was in shotgun. I can do more things. I can see the world because I'm back there in shotgun. I said, but so can the defense. And you make it harder on your center. You're killing your offensive line because the defensive end knows, okay, if he's in shotgun, back's on the right-hand side, I only have to do this. Whereas when he's under center and right behind me, everything's open. All possibilities are available. They can go left. They can go right. They can dive. They can chip. I don't know what's going to happen. And so that's where it's that quandary where you try and compromise, right? You try and marry the two together. And for Kendrick Green, you know, yes, I would love to see more under center. But is that Matt Canada's ID? Is that, a, is that his DNA? You know, is, is that what he's going to do? And at this point, I'm like, listen, whatever we got to do to scratch, claw, win, whatever makes everybody feel good, Write it down on a sheet of paper. Let me look at it. Let me look at it real fast. Ball it up and th- then burn it, and say this is what we're going to do. But you do have to at some point come to that compromise. You do have to figure out what is going to be the best bridge because I got an 18 year quarterback that's seen everything, right? And I got an offensive line that's doing on the job training. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, and, and and that's where you have to. Come together and figure it out, and I hope they do in these last four games because you do have four more opportunities, and you're not all the way out of it. That's the beauty of this year. You're not all the way out of it. You know, I just called games yesterday with two five and seven teams yep. that are still in the wild card hunt. Yep. Steelers are in a better place than they are. We are literally the most 500 team in the entire NFL. You can't get more 500 than us right now. Okay. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Six, 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 and, and one, one on an odd number. <laughs> you can't get it. You can't. Th- this game's going to tilt it either way. You're going to be above or below 500 after right. this game. You, you, but right now, you're at the line. 
and you have an opportunity to still get into the race because, like you said, everything happened for you yesterday. Everything no happened for you. Baltimore lost. Cincinnati lost. And you have an opportunity to still get into this hunt, but you got to get your head into the hunt. That's what it has to be, your head. You have to now feel the situation. Chase Claypool, you've been warned about situational awareness. rest of the team, he was the one that had to go out and learn it for y'all to see it. Some people learn by, by doing. Right. Others learn by listening and or watching. Or watching, yes. Yes. So, listeners and watchers, <laughs> you saw it. You heard it. Right. Don't be the guy. Right. Don't be the guy in this situation because you still got an opportunity. And like I said, this Tennessee team is good. They're not great. They're not better than that Baltimore team we saw. No. I mean, yes. Oh, oh, they 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 beat Jacksonville twenty to zip. Well, Jacksonville stinks. Yeah. And I, I will I will go out on a limb and say Jacksonville is worse than the Steelers, okay? So guess what? You guys should be able to compete with them. You guys should be able to compete with the Tennessee Titans. And it, and you're at home, so it's, there's no there's no sound excuse, there's no noises. You have your home crowd behind you. You have the home, and we're rooting for you. We want you to win. We don't want to go to a game and and expect you guys to lose or cheer you on to lose. Absolutely not. We want you to win. So that's where I'm hoping that you circle the troops. You had ten days off. You had ten days off before the next game. Learn something mature wash this game behind you but realize everything's still in front of you bingo well said max and we'll say more when we come back it's wolf starks and the ninjas in the locker room back after this This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. All right. Time to get rolling here with the calls. The number is 412-919-1316. Why don't we start off with Scott in the North Hills. Scott, you are in the locker room, my friend. Look, I understand what's going on with Kendrick Green. He needs a year on one of those hellish skitter bags. <laughs> what's going on with the other guys a lot, the young men? What well, do they need to, to step up? Well, what they need maybe is some heritage cookies, a little bit of uh, yeah. a little bit of sugar. You know, I mean, by the way, Max, uh, we're talking to a yeah. gentleman who's uh, just graced us. Well, I'm sorry, you're not in town, so you're not going to probably get any of these cookies, but I got the cookies. That I'm going to be a fat, happy guy here a little bit, you know. So oh, just there's a gentleman Brad. who, who th- they make the cookies. Yep, we appreciate you. you. Thank picture. you, Scott. Send me a picture so I can dream about it. <laughs> hey, but, did you see the ginger tart? No, not yet. I haven't gotten into it. Oh man, you're going to have fun with us. Absolutely, and I thank you so much. Appreciate you, brother. And of course, that's Scott and Kate, uh, Katie Pavel. And you guys are you you guys do you, you do you have elves at the company you know like the Keebler? No, we, we wrote the cookbook, the Heritage Cookies of the Old and New World. There you go. Make for the family. That's what they want to go get. But we just make cookies every year, and I give them away because I make like thirty of them. That's awesome. 
I'd, I'd look like Santa if I kept eating them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it, brother. Now, as far as what we were talking about, yeah, we we're talking about Kendrick Green. We we're talking about some of the other guys. Again, I look at it this. You know, you got a center. You got a left guard who made his first NFL start, John LeGlue. You've got Danny Moore, a rookie. Um, all three rookies, a rookie running back. So in, in, in three and four positions there, you have, an, as, a, as a running back, the last line of defense before a blitzer gets to Ben would be Najee. So there's, there's communication problems, and there's been issues. Um, there's no other way, there's no other way to color this thing. I mean, you've, you're getting whooped at times up front, but at the same time, you can't show me the tape from the Ravens game and say, this kid didn't do a thing or that kid, they, they went up and they battled Ravens, the, the Calais Campbell. Are you kidding me? That, I mean, that guy is, is, is rock solid. He is an NFL bona fide NFL star, a monster mash, a heartbreaker and a widow maker. And yet they were able to move him around as well as Brandon Williams and some of the other guys and get the job done. Max, I'll give you a chance to jump in. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's youth all around. I mean, that that's the one way of putting it. I mean, you know, how, how, how do you take something that's old, tried, and true and marry it with something that's brand new? And you got more of the new than you do of the tried and true and put it together. That That's essentially what it is. Um, and there's no fast way of doing it because your center is brand new. Your left tackle is brand new. Your fourth left guard is brand new <laughs> yeah your tight end is brand new your running back is brand new right and you got inexperience at the wide receiver position I mean you know you you can't find it I mean your right guard and your and your quarterback aren't aren't, aren't gonna will nine other guys into experience they're just not and I think that's the problem that we're having and then defensively you're on your fourth nose tackle you know you you have your starting defense, one of your starting defensive tackles has not been available all year, so technically you're playing with your backup, but he's risen up to it. Chris Wormley is, is a quality guy. Um, you've got zero depth at outside linebacker. You have zero depth. In fact, you went and helped that depth by going and getting a guy in free agency after the third preseason game. Your secondary's banged up, right? Mm-hmm. We've had Minka off and on. We've had, we haven't had Joe Hayden in the last couple of weeks. You have a lot of young guys between Pierre, Mallette, and Norwood <clears throat> playing a lot of extended snaps. So <clears throat> when you look at that, you're just like, brand new punter, brand new sna- long snapper. I mean, we could go down the list. I mean, it's a lot of new with very little old, and that's what you're seeing has been the difference. It, it, it's the differentiation between those um, that makes it very tough to be consistent. When you have that much turnover and that much change, this is what you get. You get 500 um, when you have that because – you think if you have a little bit more old, yeah, we're above 500. Or you have everybody's young, then you, you'll you probably be below 500 or right at it if you have a lot. But you're like, hey, that's a rebuild, right? We're rebuilding. Yeah. Right now we're kind of we're, – we're, we're in no man's land. We're in limbo here. We're in the gray area as far as what we can consider um, the direction that we're going. Um, you'd like to think it's more towards rebuild because of youth and you eventually have to replace Ben. But it, it, it's a tough quandary when you're still trying to make a push and you still have playoff caliber players uh, chipping in every game. Anything else, our brother? Well, 
Yeah, I guess I'm asking more, what do they need to coach up? Kendrick Green needs to work on his hands because he's got those short arms and he gets people underneath him. I don't, no, no, that's a pad guy? level thing, bro. That's not that's not the short arms. You know, I mean, yeah. that's a pad level. Got to lower your pad level. Now, you watch it's at times. Way. Yeah, it, here's the thing. You you watch him against Brandon Williams, who was built low, a 6'1", 350-pounder, and he took Brandon Williams back off the ball. You know what I mean? There are times when he is able to execute, get his low pad level, get the ham hocks driving, be able to take somebody off the ball. And then there is the times because of his youth when there's an inconsistency. And part of the inconsistency, if you ask me, comes about because you didn't play a lot of center in college. Now you're playing the center in the pros and you run into U.S. Bank Arena type things where you can't hear the communication level is all kinds of chaos and then you've got a Michael Pierce who's an equal of a Brandon Williams on your nose and it, this creates problems and there is always that problem with young guys with inconsistency. Well, And it's also it's experience, experience and technique. Those are the two things he has to work on. Consist- but it's not a habit yet, Scott. That's the biggest thing. He hasn't yeah. had enough reps at it to know what is right and what is wrong. Like, he's still – everything – you know, I said this at the beginning of the season. Everything he learns this year is going into the book. Everything is a brand-new experience for him. So he doesn't have it until he goes through it to look back on and grade himself efficiency-wise because he, just, he has eight games. He has eight games beforehand. Yeah, yeah so it's tough. Happy holidays, guys. Thanks for the time. And, uh, you know, R&P to touch. I, I miss him this time of year. Oh, uh, we certainly miss him every single yeah, day, my friend. Yes. Thank you for sending the cookies, brother. Appreciate you so much. Uh, say hello to your, your bride for us, and uh, we appreciate you guys. Thanks for calling. Will do. Bye-bye. All righty. Bye-bye. All right, let's move on. We got Bishop in Houston. Bishop, you're in the locker room. Good morning, uh, Max. Good morning, uh, Wolf. Um, quick, so I, I, I'm going to sound redundant here. Uh, the caller kind of talked about this a little bit, and you guys have been talking about it for the last 30 minutes, it feels like. But I, I guess the, the question I'll ask of each one of you, obviously our, our, team is, our team is youth. It's young. I get all that. We're inexperienced. That's why the immaturity is showing on a lot of different levels, right? Um, but I just feel – as far as like veteran presence on our team, if you look at every single position, whether it be secondary, we used to have, you know, the Will Gays of the world there, you know, the receivers, we had the Hey Bays, you know, Hey, we're Bays. And I think every level from the offensive line, the running back, it just, just, you name it. You just went down at Starks, the whole thing. There's just not that level of veteran owner, a veteran play. And, you can hear it from the coaches. These, these guys are all social media. They're reading everything on social media. They're reading their headlines, good, bad, ugly, um, even Claypool. But there's not, there's, not that, there's not that peer in the locker room that can say, hey, come here, come here. Let me, let me talk to you for a second. That's what we're missing because I think they're going to be more receptive of their peer in that locker room than they are going to be of the fans or – social media, or even a coach because, it's, it's yeah, they're hearing it, but is it driving home to them? And I think we're going through all of these growing pains, and it's painful to watch because I do know, Starks, you said it, we're 6-6-1, six, six, and one, 
Um, you might not have caught that wolf because there was some math involved there. With the whole <laughs> <number>. <laughs> well played. Nice shot. Well played. <laughs> but, uh, but, I mean, he's absolutely right. I mean, we are as average as can be. But I don't think it's from a talent level. I think it's from veteran at every every veteran kind of experience slash peer to peer. Let me talk to you, young blood. Let me talk to you a little bit over here about. And that's where it's you know whether you got to slap them on the back, whether you got to slap them across the head. Yeah, shut up. Listen, they're not getting that, and that shows on the field. And and I hate it being such a huge Steeler fan, and I know a lot of Steeler fans out there are the same way because we are on the verge of. We're still in it, you know what I mean? And I, I hope that maybe the experience you guys are talking about throughout these games, they're seeing it, they, you know, they may, oh, okay, now if I get it, you know, that, that'll go into the computer and uh, come out as a positive. And they're like, oh, okay, I've seen this before. Let me, let me do it, which is why I think you see the rise and the fall with a lot of the, the play with when they're going up against some guy they, they probably know as a stud or as a great, they, 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 their level goes higher. But, you know, I'm not going to applaud Chase Claypool for catching combat catches because, you know what, Chase Claypool, you're built to do that. I want to see that. Great that you did it, but I'm not going to give you a cookie. But when you do dumb head bone, when you do bonehead stuff like you did, you know, the first down at the end of the game and all that kind of stuff with Thomas, that's, that you should be ridiculed. But I think coming from us, it doesn't hit as hard as it would his peer in the locker room that could pull him inside and say, hey, young bud, let me talk to you for a second. And you guys have – I mean, you guys can go down the list here. I, I'm curious to hear you guys talk about this. When you were playing, your different errors, but there was someone at every level that you were just like, you know what, coach is yelling at me. It's not coming through. But when he comes to me and talks to me, it's hitting hard a little bit more. And that's all I got to say, guys. Let's just, let's just see if we can finish this season on a strong note. Love the show. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Love you, t- uh, love you, uh, uh, Wolfie and Starks. I'm getting, I'm beginning to love you. <laughs> okay, all right. Appreciate your yeah, love, bro. That's okay. We, we can just hold hands. It's cool. That's it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, brother. We appreciate you so much. Thanks for checking in, Bishop. All right. Yeah. You know, um, here, here's the thing that that's difficult because you get you got leaders like Ben. You got leaders like Cam. Cam is one of those um, – he's, he's very much a Joe Green presence in the locker room. Uh, I'm sure that there are conversations. I'm sure there has been some. But I'm sure that there, there were some post-game conversations, whether it was Mike talking to Chase, whether it was Cam talking to Chase, whether it was Ben talking to Chase. But there are some conversations that go on appropriately behind – the scenes and nobody's talking which is exactly what it should be because in a locker room i still believe this and we used to have these signs in our locker room what you see here what you say here what you do here stays here when you leave here and i'm a firm believer in that max yeah no you're absolutely right but i I think also bishop is correct like you look at the levels of leadership right the levels of leadership because like you said cam can go talk to chase but that's defense talking to offense right Ben can go talk to Chase, and that's quarterback talking to receiver. But when you have somebody in your room, it, it strikes different, right? Yes, there's the Joe Green type presence, but if John Cole came and told you something, Wolf, guess I'd what? be listening more. Yeah, you'd be listening a lot more. And if I, if Alan Fanica came up and said something to me, I'm listening a lot more. Jeff Hardings, I'm listening a lot more. Marvell Smith, when he did talk, 
I would listen a lot more. Although I will um, say this, when Joe Green did talk to you, you, you listened very, very much. Well, no, you listened very <laughs> intently, but it was more out of fear, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, it was more out of fear versus your line, your, your your mate that's in the room with you, right. right? In the meeting room, that that it just it hits a little bit differently. Like that was, I'm scared of you. Please don't <laughs> slap my head off my shoulders, sir. Right. And and I'll we'll do my best there, yeah. not to. Yeah, exactly. It's almost you know you know here to put it in stepbrothers terms, right? Movie lines. Something about your face just makes me want to punch. I don't know what I can do about that. I'll try and make my face less punchable. I don't know. That that's that that's that type of fear. Right. But when it but, but like you said, when it's your mate, and that's I think another thing we're talking about the wide receiver room. There's no real leader in there. Everybody's so young. Everybody's under the age of twenty five in in that room. So who is the leader? There's no like you said. There's no Darius Hayward Bay. There's no Heinz Ward. There's no Sed Wilson. You know, there, there, there's no Antoine Randall-L, and even L was young. But there, there wasn't that veteran presence in the rooms where it used to be there was one in every room that could talk to guys. In an offensive line room, you need more than one because Trey Turner can't sit there and be the therapist for every single offensive line right. in that room. But, you know, you do need – that. that's where the middle age of the NFL really comes in. You need those guys that are five, six years in with experience – that are in those rooms and b- developing that so that you do have that sounding board that's outside of the confines of your position group. He's Max Starks. I'm Craig Wolfman. We got Ninja Jacob in the control room there. We'll be back with more. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. All right, back to the phones. We got Ed in Cleveland. Ed, welcome to the locker room. Hey, guys. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, just, got a couple, just, just a couple few things. I like to say good morning, guys, instead of good morning, Wolf, Max, Josh, or Joe, or Jacob, whoever's in there. Anyways, good morning, guys. <laughs> good morning. One thing morning. I just want to say, I just want to say is, is uh, you know, if we control our own destiny, if you guys go out, if everybody goes out and we just look at who plays who, the, the Ravens this week got uh, Green Bay. Cincinnati still has Green Bay. If we just control our own destiny, if we beat Cleveland, we beat Baltimore, we go out and we beat Tennessee this week, if we can win three of these next four, we will make the playoffs. It's not if, when, we will. So what we have to do is just control what's in our house. And that's what we have to do. And that's what Mike has to tell these guys. We have to just sit there and control our own destinies and go from forth, go forward with that. What other thing I want to say is we do need to learn a few things, and I'm talking about Claypool. He has to learn game situation. There's, you know, right. Immaturity is immaturity. I did that. He has to look himself in the mirror and understand that. Hey, is that what I needed to do at that time? I cost our team 14 seconds. I looked at that tape three or four times, and it was definitely 14 seconds. And that's two more plays. Did uh, Firemuth drop that ball on first down or second down? So we still had plays to go is what I'm trying to get at. Anyway, I look at the whole – I looked this morning. I looked at every single team that's in the playoff hunt. I'm talking about Raiders play the Browns this week. Either way, we're happy on who wins that team. I think the Rabbits' foot fell off of Baltimore. I think that all these close games that they were winning, you know, they're, they're not winning them anymore. And I think I, – I personally – well – Max, I believe Baltimore will finish last in our division this year. I, I, I believe we could still win it, and I'm hoping for us to win it, but I don't think Baltimore will. I think I, everything's out there in front of us, so just just be patient. Let's, let's, 
win one game at a time. And another thing I wanted to say was against the Chargers, the Ravens, and now in Minnesota, tempo is what's brought us back into these games. I don't know if you guys seen it or not, but it seems like when Ben goes in that shot and it plays tempo, we are a better team. I don't care if we're running the ball or if we're passing the ball, but that just seems like what 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 has brought us back in all these games we were down in and almost gave us the chance to win them all. That's all I really got, and thanks for taking my call, guys. But I'm, I'm looking forward to playing tempo in the first half instead of the fourth quarter. Anyway, thank appreciate you. Appreciate you. It. Thank you, Ed. As always, appreciate yeah. you coming in. All right, let's run over to Devin in Denver. Devin, you're in the locker room, buddy. All right, good morning, fellas. Uh, shout out to Wesley Euler and uh, shout out to Arthur Moats. Hey, guys, I don't always call, but I've been listening long enough. I've been listening so long that, you know, Juan and CR used to call by themselves. So I'm just letting you guys know that <laughs> what, is disturbing to me, what, what is disturbing to me is that we have all this energy towards Claypool not uh, getting up and running back to the huddle, but no one is putting that energy towards the Minnesota Vikings player knock the ball out of his hands. You can't take it off the video because with the video of watching Claypool make his mistake, there's a, there's a non-call just like there's a non-call in the Green Bay game when we block a field goal. There's usually one of those bad calls in, in tight games, and the thing is we need to refocus our energy instead of trying to tear down 17 articles about Claypool's inexperience or not knowing you know, his awareness being low at that, that particular moment, at that heat of the moment. Instead of tearing him down, we should focus on other things like in getting these next four wins. Just like the gentleman before me said, if we win our next four, there's so much – people playing people and everybody playing everybody, that we're, we can slide in and still win the division at 10-6-1. and one. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm, I'm tired of, you know, every time a, a, one of our players do something boneheaded and we're not doing, doing both sides. I just don't like it. You can criticize Claypool all you want, but still please put out the facts that the Minnesota Viking player knocked the ball out of his hands late. That doesn't even matter. Here's, here's the point. The whole point about this, this whole situation is the young man's got to grow up. But the young man's got to be brought into the fold of the offense. The guy's too valuable. The guy's got great abilities. You got to bring those abilities along. While at the same time, you have to learn what you got to do in the in the critical moments. I'm not worried about right now. I think Chase has got enough. He's gonna he's gonna learn from this. He's gonna grow. At the same time, the one of the most frustrating things in the world to me is what was the difference between Minka Fitzpatrick's hit on the receiver in the end zone? I think it was Jefferson, whatever it was, and and the fact that. Pat Fryermuth got triple teamed and hit the same way in the end zone, and one was thrown, uh, was flagged, and one was, you know, obviously an incomplete. Come on, I mean that to me that was just ridiculous. All right, let's run off to CR in Chicago. CR, you're in the locker room, buddy. We're coming down hey, to the man. wire. Hey man, CR, still in Chicago, and my buddy Juan, the Carolina connection. All right. Uh, how you, how you guys doing? I know we're running, so let me get the statistics here. Uh, uh, 26 uh, calls last week, 6.5 calls per day, 231 calls this season. We got 130 people online and about 35 different cities. Juan? Hey, guys. Yeah, so uh, I was going to talk about Claypool, but everybody already talked about it. So, uh, well, if you just brought it up with the Minka hit, it was shoulder to shoulder, as you can see on the replay. Right. And also on the, on the long touchdown pass. Um, that Cam Sutton gave up. The receiver pushed Cam Sutton off. That should have been offensive pass interference. What do you say about that? Well, they were both hand fighting there. Whenever I see hand fighting going on, yeah. I tend to, you know, leave, be in a neutral position. The one guy hand fought a little bit better than Cam Sutton did. That's, you know, it, it's one of those things to me. 
it's it's one of those that uh, he won. All right, KJ Osborne won. But uh, to me, the bigger uh, grievance that I have was over the Minka Fitzpatrick hit, which was a pure hit. That was a righteous hit, man. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. With you. And, um, and I got one stat for you guys. So we um, total game offense for um, defense we given up is 364. That's the worst since 1954. Ooh. Rushing yards 131. That's the worst since 1965. Ooh. And points per game. That's the worst. We had 24, and that's the worst since 1988. What you guys say about that? Oh, that you know, I remember 88. That stunk. <laughs> 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 I was there, brother. It was not fun, let me tell you. But I will say this: we went one and seven in the first half. We went four and four in the second half. No, way below the standard. Not acceptable. But the fact was, we kept fighting throughout the season, and we got better as the season went along. That's the only thing I'll say about that. Max, you got anything to add to that, buddy? No, I just, I just think it's, it's one of those things where, you know, we're at a crossroads as a team where you have to make a decision. Literally, you know, the line in the sand is drawn, and you have to decide which side you're going to be on. You can't inch closer towards it. The, you're literally at that crossroads where you have to look each other in the eyes as a, as a, as a teammate, um, as a line mate, as a position guy. And say, I will not be the reason. Like, whatever we need to do, if it's extra film time, if it's extra get-together time, whatever it is, I, we must do it. Because no matter how many times we've stubbed our toe, and trust me, they've stubbed their toes, <laughs> it doesn't matter because we still have everything we want on the precipice. And it's for us to make that decision that we're going to either rise above our situation or we're going to lower ourselves to to our to our more basal feelings like that's where you have to decide it's up or down and you can only go you can't stay on the same floor you gotta either choose to go up or you could choose to go down and it's a choice at that point about who you want to be as a team this is the moment where you must identify your identity you've been able to get by with your laurels and your athleticism and and good better and different but now is the time where you have to pick and choose you have to pick Red pill or blue pill? If we're going matrix style, right? Ooh, we got to enter the matrix, go. or we can pretend it, do- or we can pretend it doesn't exist. That's where you're at right now as a team. Hey, okay, hey guys, hey guys I, want, I want to give a shout out to, to our boy West. He was flying solo Friday. Hey guys, he did an outstanding job all by his lonesome. Very, very well done. Uh, I was going to talk about Harris and everything, but but Wolf, you jumped all over that. So I'm gonna go back to what I said Friday real quick. Uh, the bottom line. Is it a fantastic comeback? Comeback do not mean sugar honey iced tea if you don't win the game. Uh, this is not our father's uh, football team. This is today's football team, and I think it was Bishop or maybe it was Ed that made the comment about uh, people in the locker room uh, needing to be the ones to talk to these guys because um, that's what they need. Uh, comment. Just uh, what we've been talking about. It's been happening. There's no question in my mind. It's been happening. You simply just cannot come off a game like that, and the commentary will come from within. It will be, hopefully, it will be kept private, and uh, the people that need to to know will know. And I, you know, I, to me, that's that's what you do. That's how it's done. Max. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think that that's all we could say. I mean, it's it, it's it 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 has been handled to the degree that it needs to be handled. Um. You know, we, it's not our place to know or even to inquire. 
you know, because that's something that as teammates, you had that heart to heart. You know, I don't know what it was. I don't want to know what it was. I'm just, I just want to see the results of it. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At this point, that's all I need to see is the results and to see that it actually stunk in because that that's the only way we'll, we'll truly know. And, and we won't know till 1 p.m. on Sunday. It's coming. If it did or not. It's coming. It's coming. Bo- yep. Hey, board meeting is still going to happen. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, the board meeting has been set. So if you've done your homework, great. You got your assignment done, great. If you haven't, we will know. Yes. We will know. There's no pop quizzes. <laughs> it, it's That's all about sure. answering right now. Anything else, <laughs> fellas? Uh, well, I'm just going to say, you know, th- this team here is, is, like you say, young and experienced. And, uh, you know, we just got to wait. It's a 500 team. There's nothing we can do about it because we don't have the overall talent. It's schizophrenic. Uh, one half is one thing. The second half is something else. You never know what you're getting. But, hey, you know, we're still the fans. We have been. We are. We always will be. There so, you go. in the meantime, in between time, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. All right. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Max, this is going to be a big week. Um, this is, you know, the Tennessee Ooh. Titans. You're talking about, uh, what, Brown is out, their wide receiver, and uh, you got Derrick Henry out. Those are two big, yeah. big numbers out for them. Still, at the same time, though, this is not going to be an easy. This is going to be, uh, it's going to be a real test on what you can bring to bear the last quarter of the season, the last four games. I mean, this is this is for all the marbles, man. This is going to be exciting to me. Yeah, no, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, this this is that moment where you decide who do you want to be. You know, this is where you can figure out, am I going to be the best version of myself, Wolf? Right, right. Am I going to be the best me, or am I just going to float along and expect everybody else to kind of pick up the pieces for me? Like, that's the decision time that it is on Sunday. It's what can I do to not be the guy? Right. In a negative sense. Everybody wants to be the guy when it's good. Right. But what am I going to do to not be that guy come game day? And what am I going to do and give and sacrifice to get the ultimate goal, which is a victory in this game? That's that's the decision you have to make. That's when you go home at the end of practice and you're rubbing on your knee because it's a little sore. Ah, I'll be all right. Let me just pop an ibuprofen. You know, rub some dirt on it. Rub some dirt on it, you know, and or am I going to be the guy that's like, hey, you know what? I need to get in extra early tomorrow morning, get some treatment, make sure this thing is going is feeling good because I need these reps. I need this experience. I need to make sure that I'm doing my best for my teammates because they're laying it on the line. I need to lay it on the line as well. And I think that's kind of where you have to be. And, and this is this is a business week. Not a lot of words should be said because you know what it is. At this point, if you're a competitor, doesn't matter if you're right. pro or college, right. you know what this week is if you've played the sport of football, and that's it. Think about this, all right? You're talking about maybe Ben's last four games of his NFL career, all right? You don't think he's going to be jacked up for this last month, all right? It's it's I just I'm kind of excited trying to trying to think of if I'm in that position. Bradshaw's last year, you know, I, I just remember it was just so much you wanted to do. Now, things didn't turn out well. Terry had his elbow, all right, and that, 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 you know, it went south. But this is your opportunity to rewrite what could be or to rewrite, not rewrite, actually, write what your Hall of Fame career is going to end on. 
And that's that's what I'm hoping for for him. What he showed last week in th- in uh, against the Vikings was phenomenal. I mean, that was that's vintage Ben. That was just awesome. He, hopefully, he can capture that and move forward this last month. And I hope everybody jumps in. This is a big, big month in Steeler football and Steeler history coming up. Well, absolutely. And I, I, I we're going to be there. Wolf, you'll have the popcorn and the nachos up in the. <laughs> I'll be on the. I'll be on the field. I'll, I'll, ha- I'll have the. I'll have the mittens and hot cocoa. I was just say dress and, warmly, and my friend. <laughs> oh yeah, no, the glo- the gloves are already packed. The game's not till Sunday. I've already packed my gloves. I'm good. All I'm right, good. I'm going to be toasty. Max, thank you, brother. Appreciate you. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And thank you, folks, for tuning in. When next up is the Godfather, Stan Severin. Don't don't change that dial. He's waving in the background. There he is right there. You can see him. There he There's is. There's no horse there head, is, is there? I don't want to turn around. Okay, we're no, out no of here. No horse heads. <laughs>